Welcome in, Arena Fan of College Football Talk Podcast. I am Matt Hetzler, and I am joined by the one, the only, Tyler Smith, Mr. Arena Fanatic himself. Tyler, damn it, man, we're up to week 12. We're running out of college football weekends, my friend. I know, it's uh, it's as if it was just August, Matt, and here we are, mid-November, where it gets really interesting, so... This is going to be a good podcast. I can feel it. I can feel it in my blood. Yeah, we are down to the nitty-gritty. A lot of big games this weekend. Conference championships may be decided this weekend. Uh, we currently have a lot of action going on. We had two games last night, two games currently right now. I did mm-hmm. look before the pod. Miami, Ohio is up 31-3 on Bowling Green. And Northern Illinois up 14-7 to on my beloved Toledo Rockets. Wouldn't that to- be something? I know. Come on, Toledo. I mean, if Ball State wins tonight, or I mean, sorry, Northern Illinois wins tonight, it throws a wrench in that entire Mac West picture. Oh, no doubt. All bets are off, man. All right, my friend. Uh, you wanted to open up here with something. Uh, I'll let you have yes, the mic. Yes. And go ahead. So I wanted to open up with a tweet I put out the other night about the Ohio State Uh, Purdue loss compared to the Georgia loss and how the committee views it. I've gotten a lot of reaction, almost 2,500 likes on that tweet, and I can't respond to everybody. So we're just going to go over some of the basic points that I get. Not the same because it was a three-point loss in overtime. Are you kidding me? This South Carolina team is going to end up with three wins, three FBS wins. I don't care that it was a three-point loss in OT at home with a backup quarterback, might I add, for South Carolina. But okay, that's fine. And and then nobody can get the point total correct for how many points uh, Purdue beat Ohio State by. Like, I've gotten anywhere from 29 points to 40 points. If you're going to tweet me, please get that right. And then another one. OSU would have been in had it not been for Notre Dame going undefeated. If you remember, Matt, Ohio State was actually ranked number six. So that that's also wrong. Georgia was actually in front of them at number five. So likely Georgia would have got in. And I also had some guy told me that um, Purdue wouldn't beat this South Carolina team last oh, year. Oh, they Purdue. would. Yeah, well, here's why, Matt. Here's what I heard. Uh, South Carolina, they have SEC talent on that team. Are you, are you out of your mind with yeah, that malarkey? What the fuck malarkey? does that even mean? I don't even know. I was like, what? I said, so, you, so you're saying that they're good because they have SEC talent? But here's the problem. Will Muschamp is not coaching those guys up enough. So it doesn't even matter. Last year's Purdue team, definitely definitely would have took care of them so i'm off i'm off it now uh i just there was just too many i couldn't respond to them all bunch of malarkey uh well yeah and and on top of that tyler when you look at last year's purdue ohio state game that was on the road uh Mm -hmm. georgia lost at home i mean yeah they uh, lost at home to a team that's winning with three fps games yeah and and if we're looking at how vegas um had those games i remember ohio state was like a 13 and a half point road favorite it was yeah. like a it was like a Friday, uh, yeah, late Saturday night primetime game. Mm-hmm. This was Georgia. Early in the day, they were like a twenty five point home favorite. Yep. I mean, come on, people. I I remember that Purdue game very well because, uh, you know, Tyler Trent was yeah. there. You mm-hmm. could just feel it in the air. Like Ohio State is. 
probably going to lose tonight. This this does not look good for Ohio State. Everything went well for Purdue. And if we're being, on, being honest, on that night, I don't think anybody was beating Purdue. I agree 110%. That was just the perfect storm of emotion. And, you know, it, it's still it was an emotional thing to talk about when you talk about Purdue and Tyler Trent. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, come on. Come on, SEC and Georgia fans. <laughs> yeah, get off that- his ass. I mean, what I are you doing, it, man? And I have my own problem with SEC fans right now, and I'm oh, a fucking gosh. SEC fan. Oh gosh, God, these guys are just—they're relentless, man. They're relentless. They, they, you know, because we talked about the podcast uh, preview or the review uh, podcast here. We knew Georgia and Alabama were going to be four and five. Yeah, and they—they they don't deserve to be four and five. They um, don't. They don't. They Minnesota really don't. has better a better win right now. Right now, than Alabama. Oh, but but nobody wants to respect that. They, they don't want to respect it. But and that's I okay. just actually had a guy that's say okay. Alabama had just as good as wins as Minnesota. It's like, what the hell are you looking at? I don't know what he's looking at. I mean, there literally is nothing. About? There's nothing on that, that schedule right now. Now, at the back end, obviously, they're going to get some opportunities. But as of right now, today, that Penn State win trumps. It's not even close. It's not Alabama even close. has a chance for one good win, Tyler. One good win. And that is only if Auburn beats Georgia this week. And I then know. they can get an Auburn team that's going to be in the top ten. That's the only good win that Alabama could possibly have. The next best one is yeah. going to be a 7-5 and A&M team when all said and yeah. done. And then that's, not, that's not a good win. It's not. So, yeah, it's not so a good win when five other teams have that win that are all – Probably ranked right around you. Right, right around you. Yeah, exactly. All so, right. Well. All right. Well, enough of that, Tyler. Let's yeah. hop on in. Let's oh, get to gosh. the Week Twelve preview here. Again, great card, especially on the especially on the G Five side. I'm excited mm-hmm. for a lot of these games, Tyler. Time. Let's open here. American, uh, the American Conference to Tulane at Temple, Tyler. What do you like mm-hmm. there? Both teams come to the game one and two in their last three games. Uh, Good starts from both of these teams, but they've kind of fallen off. Tulane's defense should be able to control Temple's offense, which isn't that dynamic. They're, they're pretty basic. The green wave will control the clock with their running attack. I like Tulane to win this game. Go green wave. Yeah, I, I mean, Tyler, it is tough to beat Temple at home, uh, as we've seen over the year. Oh, this is a tough one oh, for yeah. me, Tyler. I, if I had to pick, I would go home team Temple here, even though home I love Tulane as well. I, I respect the pick. It was a tough one. It wasn't an easy one, but I just see a little bit of an edge for Tulane in this game because of that defensive front. Temple hasn't seen one like that very much this year, so I, li- I like that. All right, buddy, let's hop on over here into the Conference USA. Big game in one of our favorite places we've ever been. Oh, yes. Louisiana Tech visiting Marshall. Huge implications here in the Conference USA title, title chase. Tyler, yes, who's going to win this one? Conference USA Friday night shootout on CBS Sports. And a potential look, Matt, at the championship game matchup. I was a bit harsh earlier in the year on Marshall. They have rebounded well and got. they do now have good wins over FAU and WKU. The offense, I, I'm still concerned. I've been concerned about it all year. I don't really know if Green is the guy still. They're only averaging 26.2 points per game. They do have a pretty strong D 
but they're going up against La Tech, who has been clicking on offense, putting up massive numbers. They're 8-1 and one on the season, putting up over 40 points per game in their last four games. My main concern is they haven't been tested on the road outside of Texas. La Tech is actually an underdog in this one, Matt, but I am going to take them to win straight up. Taking La Tech. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, um, I can't disagree with you there, Tyler. I love this Louisiana Tech team. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun to watch, man. In, in years past, you know, Smith has kind of held them back, but I really like what he's doing this year. So I'm glad they finally fulfilled my dream of being the top team in the West. They're getting there, my friend. They are getting there. A uh, <clears throat> little bit of action here, Tyler. Ooh. Big yeah, game. A weird Saturday. Mac game. It's deep, actually deep. on a, yeah, Saturday game. That's weird. Yes, the only Mac game this week on Saturday the Central Michigan Chippewas are traveling to Muncie, Indiana to face the Ball State Cardinals. You can catch this game, CBS Sportsnet, 3.30 Eastern Ooh. Time. Uh, this is a huge game in the MAC West, especially considering the game that's going on right now between Northern Illinois and Toledo. Uh, as we talked about on the review podcast, four teams in the MAC West have two losses. These two, Toledo, Western Michigan. Uh, Western Michigan got a big win last night. So if these two teams want to keep keep a chase for the Mac West title, they got to win this game. Now, uh, Quentin Dormley, uh, Tennessee transfer quarterback, we've talked about him quite a bit. Uh, he's having a hell of a year. And then when you look at when you look at Central Michigan's rushing attack, um, Lewis had a breakout game last uh, last week against Northern Illinois, in uh, a forty-eight ten win for the Chippewas. I'm telling you, this offense is deadly. Um, but on the flip side, so is Ball State here, Tyler. Uh, we got Ply, the quarterback. He's having a really good year. And then on top of that, the running attack with Huntley. And then you got Hall out at wide receiver. Possibly, we're, we're going to see probably the two best MAC wide receivers in this game Pimpleton for Central Michigan and Hall for Ball State. Um, Central Michigan's defense, a little bit better than Ball State's here. I like the chip Chippewas here on the road, Tyler. Um, I've went against Ball State so many times this year. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I honestly believe in this Chippewas team. I mean, they're damn good. Um, See, I'm going to take the Fighting Jim McElwain's here. I'm going to take the Chippewas on the road. I'm with you, Matt. I'm looking, and I see a potent rushing attack from Central Michigan, and I see on Ball State side a team that cannot stop the run. I do like what I see there out of Central Michigan. Also, Ball State, two losses in a row, Ohio and Western Michigan. I'm going to roll with Central Michigan as well, but this is going to be a very, very good game. It is, and a lot of people aren't going to watch this game because, again, Saturday, 3.30, that's where a lot of the primetime games are this week. I'm telling you. Guys, Mac football is one of the best in the country. Set your DVR for this game. Come back and watch it later because it's going to be one of the best games on the entire Saturday slate. Ooh, book it, book it. All right, let's head out west, Tyler, here. Wyoming on the road at Utah State. Uh, Utah State, they're hanging in there in the Mountain West. Oh, yeah, Utah State needs this game to stay alive in the Mountain West Conference hunt for the title. They will be going up against a legitimate defense in Wyoming. When Utah State has faced the talented D, they have crumbled. Jordan Love currently, Matt. I mean... It pains me to say this. He has more interceptions than he does touchdowns. Can you believe that? I can. Oh, man. He's been just p- 
pitiful. Now, let's get over to Wyoming. They're starting their backup quarterback, Vanderwall, under center again. Utah State will want to build a big lead early if they want to win this game. They That way they have to force Wyoming out of the running running the ball. If they if they do not do that, I don't like their odds. And Matt, I don't I don't trust Jordan Love, so I'm gonna take Wyoming. He doesn't trust Jordan Love. How can you, man? That's a hot take, my friend. Uh, uh, he's got 11 interceptions to 10 touchdowns. Yeah, well that that he's disappointed it's, it's, me. He's much like Josh Allen a few years ago at Wyoming, when he lost all of his good. Good wide receivers, good players. He came back his senior mm-hmm. year. It was a rough outing for Josh Allen in his senior year. I'm telling you, Jordan Love, Jordan Love is going to be an NFL quarterback, and I'm telling you, uh, this is going to be a good game. Uh, again, like we said earlier, the G5 matchups this week are great, uh, but I'll take the home team here. I'll take Utah State. Oh, man. I wish you the best, Matt. All because right. Utah, oh. Utah State's D gives up 180 yards on the ground. Wyoming's just going to hammer away at them. It's they not going to be good. It's yeah, not going to be good. They will. They'll be able to control the clock, that's for sure. Okay. Um, App right. State, number 25, on the road at Georgia State. This is a huge game, Tyler. Yes, it is. App State coming off a massive win over South Carolina. Georgia State coming in off a disappointing loss to ULM. This game would have been the deciding factor likely on who would be going to the championship game, but now App State has that one game on them. Georgia State, obviously they have to win this game or else they're out of the title race. The only way Georgia State wins this game is if they focus on the run and control the clock. Three and outs will get you beat and beat bad. App State should have their way with this Panther D. App State wins. I'm right there with you, Tyler. I'll take App State. And uh, damn it if they didn't lose to Georgia Southern. I know. It's just just so disappointing, man. They could have been undefeated. But here we are. But here we are, and this is our next segment here, Tyler, the pick six. We're picking six games against the spread. And again, full disclaimer, if you follow me on Twitter, you're not going to see, as I look at this uh, list here, you will see one game that's on my bet card this week, possibly two. Uh, just haven't decided all everything yet. So, but let's start out here in the Pac-12. Tyler, USC a six and a half point favorite on the road at Cal. What mm-hmm. do you like here, Tyler? Well, Matt, speaking of pick sixes, uh, Melissa, my wife, picked up a pick six today with some Ryan guys. Dad, I'm thrilled about it. But let's get on to the USC Cal game. I think USC covers this number. Cal has absolutely nothing on offense. The Trojans passing attack should be able to get it done versus Tough D. So USC minus six and a half. I'll take it. I like that pick as well, Tyler. I like the Trojans here. And you did say Ryan Geist dad, correct? Yes, correct. Well, I know you love it. You know who else loves that, Tyler? Your wife. My wife, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's the beer drinker in the family. I'm the cider drinker here. (laughs) So, uh,. You know what, what? now that I know that it has been released, I'll have to yeah, scoop man. up a, a six-pack of that for her tomorrow. Absolutely. That's and, a great decision. We'll party down on uh, on Thursday here. Um, yeah, you can get your little Cider Boys going. I do mm. love Cider Boys. Mm. Impeccable. Um, <laughs> all right, buddy. Here's one of the SEC, Tyler. Number five, Alabama. Mm. Uh Twenty and a half point favorite is what I had at time at the time I wrote this. I think it is now a nineteen point favorite. 
uh, at Mississippi State. And it sounds like Tua is not going to play in this oh, game. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. And you know what? This is what I'm thinking Alabama's doing. They're going to hold Tua out this week because they're not going to need him. No. They're going to hold him out next week. And then he'll be back for Auburn. So if they beat Auburn, then they could be like, well, Tua wasn't 100% against LSU. Oh, yeah. And look what he did against Auburn if they win. Yeah. I like it. Like, that sounds that, about that's right. That's what they're doing. That is what they are doing just so they can have that in their back pocket in case it comes down to what the committee deems is the best team possible and they take injuries into account. Uh, that being said, Tyler, uh, it doesn't matter if two plays or not. I will take Alabama here with the points. Uh, I will lay the points with Alabama. Uh, Mac Jones, he's a very capable backup, as we saw that earlier in the year against Arkansas. Um, Mississippi State just... You wouldn't believe that they're one of the more efficient offenses in the country. But that defense is just an I issue. Don't it. And Alabama's going to be pissed off and ready to put up a ton of points. I would take Alabama. I would take Alabama at 30, let alone 20. Uh, mm-hmm. give, me, yeah. uh, give me the roll tide fuck yous. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Tua, Balua, Flua, don't matter. Alabama by 30. That's where I'm at, too. All right, bud. Let's head back out to the Pac-12 here, Tyler. UCLA on the road at number seven, Utah. Utah and still is a 21-point favorite. Tyler, what do you like? Mm-hmm. This this seems like a lot of points to me. UCLA has won three straight games. I would take the points here. UCLA still has hope for a South title, so I think they do obviously have something to play for in this game. So I'm going to be taking the Bruins plus 21. I like that pick as well, Tyler. If I did have to pick this game, I would definitely lay, uh, take the points here with UCLA. It's um, a good idea. Let's head to the Midwest, Tyler. I didn't oh, even want to talk about this game this your week. Your favorite team. Uh, I hate Michigan State. God, they fucking suck. Uh, Michigan State on the road at number 15, Michigan. Michigan, 13.5 point favorites. For some reason, Tyler, I just don't know if I could lay the points for Michigan. Oh I don't know what I'm thinking. Oh, my God. I don't know uh, what you're thinking either. I mean, do you remember any of these past contests that you've uh, bet with Michigan State? Do you remember any of them? Or I do. I do. And what's do funny is uh, I-, I listen to a ton of betting podcasts, Tyler. And I'm telling you, last week, like all the all the pros loved Michigan State. Now, I'm granted, sure Michigan, State, Michigan State was actually the right side. You wanted to be on Michigan State. Just a lot of fluky shit happened. And, I mean, it just fell apart there. 27 points in the fourth quarter. That's unheard of. Ooh. That's never going to happen. Um, but just for this segment, Tyler, I will lay the points for Michigan, 13 and a half. This is the year that Michigan finally has the superior team to Michigan State. And if they somehow lose this game, Harbaugh should be fired. Because there's no reason that this Michigan team should lose to this Michigan State team in the current state that they're in. Lewerke is god-awful. <laughs> I thought he would be a little bit better this year, yeah, but he sucks. I mean, he is just so bad. Um, and I feel bad for Stewart uh, from Michigan State, at wide receiver. He's, he's a really good player. But really he gets, good. He gets overshadowed by this uh, just embarrassment of a freaking Michigan State offense. I mean, it's just, oh, uh, my God. I, I I hope Michigan State gets a big old goose egg. I hope Michigan scores about 42 and they embarrass them so that Mark D'Antonio gets fired because he deserves to be fired. I don't know what the fuck. I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Get rid of his ass. <laughs> he should have been fired on Sunday. What are we doing, Man. Michigan State? 
Mark D'Antonio is your trigger word, man. I mean, it get, it really gets you going. I hate but it. But I'm going to be taking uh, Michigan 14 point or 13 and a half points. There's no way they lose by two touchdowns. Oh, wait, you're taking Michigan State? Or no, sorry. There's no way they don't win by. Okay, I was like, oh god, you're taking Michigan State? Like you no, talked I'll me, you talked me out of taking Michigan State to only yeah. take Michigan State. I That's what I thought you were doing there. I apologize. Yeah, uh, fourteen points. All right, but well, let's uh, let's move on from whatever that snooze fest is going to be, and let's head out to a yeah. game that's going to have some points here, Tyler. Number eighteen, Memphis, a ten-point favorite on the road at Houston. What do you like there? Well, Houston is down in the dumpster right now, and they won't have enough firepower in this game to keep up. I'm just going to take it. Memphis minus 10. Uh, yeah, Memphis here. Big game in, uh, next week, right? Big game next week? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, all the games are big here down the stretch. The final game will be versus Cincinnati, so, yeah. Massive. I was going to say, is it a look-ahead spot for Memphis? Uh, Maybe not I don't quite. think so. Maybe not quite. Houston's name at least makes you think about it. Yeah, they they're they're not good. Not uh, good. Not good. Dana Holgerson. He, Dana Holgerson's just not a good coach. What are we doing? What are we doing, Houston? You could have found somebody so much better. Whatever. Uh, let's move out to the Big Twelve here, Tyler. Number nineteen, Texas, on the road at Iowa State. Iowa State, a full touchdown set, uh, favorite at seven points. Uh, I like Iowa State here, Tyler. I'll take uh, Iowa State. I'll lay the whole entire touchdown with them. Um, oh. There's going to be a point this year, Tyler, and we haven't seen it yet. Where, well, we, we've kind of seen it. Iowa State against TCU. They blew them out um, as a short favorite. Iowa State is probably, in my opinion, the best team in the Big 12. Um. Ooh, that being really? said, I mean, they're, they're two, uh, two of their three conference losses were on the road at what are now the two top teams in the conference standings, Oklahoma and Baylor, and they lost those games by three points combined. Um, that home loss to Oklahoma State, I don't know how that happened. I really don't know how that happened. Um, Nobody does. But I'm telling you, Brock Purdy, he outside of Jalen Hurts, He's my favorite quarterback in the Big 12. I mean, I like him better than Ellinger. Mm. I really do. Um, mm. And Hall for, Hall for Iowa State has just been a gem uh, that they didn't know they had. He is just an electric uh, running back. It's going to be interesting here, Tyler, because Iowa State's defense is 100 times better than Texas's. Um, Iowa State can stop the run, as we saw a little bit last week. I mean, Oklahoma, they had a little bit of success early, but that second half, Oklahoma could not move the ball. Once they figured out what they were doing, no. Oklahoma shut down. Um, and what's really exciting about this game, Tyler, is the wide receivers in the, that are going to be featured in this game. Duvernay for Texas, Colin Johnson for Texas, uh, Deshante Jones for Iowa State. I love all three of these guys. They're all three NFL talents. Um, yeah, give me uh, give me Iowa State here. Texas does need to win this game. If they want to keep a chance uh, at the conference championship game, they have to win out from here on out. Uh, but I'm just not seeing it here, Tyler. Uh I love Iowa State. They've lost two in a row, two heartbreakers. Uh, I don't see them losing three in a row. Uh, Iowa State wins this game by uh, double digits. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna take the points here. I think Iowa State has had too many letdowns. I don't know how they're gonna be able to bounce back. I think Texas, like you said, they need this game in order to stay alive. I think they do enough. Plus seven, book it. 
Alright, we're on opposites ties here, Tyler. Um, you're definitely on the public side of things, my friend. Uh, I'm sure a lot of public money is going to be on the, on the Texas Longhorns at a full touchdown. Um, let's move on in here to first down. And Tyler, uh -oh. as, ugly as, this, as ugly as this game you're going to break down is, it's a big game in the ACC. Uh, North Carolina yeah. at Pitt. Yeah, I the, I said this is a disgusting matchup is is the one thing I put down here. But everyone, Matt, fell in love with UNC early on in the season, and they continue to fade. Sam Howell, though, has been impressive for a freshman quarterback. Pickett has had some good moments. He's had some bad moments this season. We'll see what he can do versus UNCD. I think this game comes down to the wire, as majority of Pitt games do. Pitt sneaks out with a win and will remain in the hunt for the Coastal title. Yeah, I like Pitt in this game as well, Tyler. Um, hell, Pitt might make it back-to-back -back years in the championship game. I know. Wouldn't that be crazy? It would be crazy. I hope Virginia gets there, though, because I think Virginia or Virginia Tech has a better chance to beat Clemson, in my mind. I would agree. All right, but uh, another first-down matchup here. we got Indiana at number 9. Penn State, you can find this game ABC on uh, noon on Saturday. Oh. And surprise team here, Tyler. 7-2, Indiana. Now, granted, those seven wins, I mean, I think about anybody might have those seven wins at this point. Uh, they're ugly. They're not against good teams. Uh, some may say a little fraudulent 7-2 team, but hey, they're there. I don't want to knock the Hoosiers because uh, I'm telling you, I didn't see this coming. And you know, Nobody I, did. I already lost my full game uh, or my full season under bet on six and a half. So, bravo, Indiana. Bravo. Um, but I'm telling you here, Tyler, it, it's going to be interesting to watch because where Penn State does struggle, uh, especially defensively, is against the pass. Um, and that's what Indiana excels at. So, uh, it would be better, I think, at this point if. Penix was the quarterback for Indiana, but he is still a little lingered uh, with an injury here. Uh, Clifford, though, I'm telling you for Penn State, despite the three picks last week, he's been pretty mm. efficient. He's been a good quarterback. And I think they will have some success, not only running the ball, but also through the air against Indiana. Indiana's not gonna Indiana's not gonna be in this game. I mean, if they cover the 14 and a half point spread, Tyler, they're gonna have to score about 20, 30 points and I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, give me Penn State here. Give me Penn State big, uh, my friend. I think Penn State bounces back, and and, and Indiana. They've and the two teams, uh, the two games that they've lost, uh, especially Ohio State, kind of just beat the crap out of them. I expect that to mm -hmm. happen here. Matt, I'm going to agree with you. Penn State should roll in this game. I would like to see the rushing attack get going versus Indiana in this one. Maybe try to focus, see what you can get working there. Indiana, like you said. They have been pretty fantastic this year, but they aren't ready for a team like Penn State. Penn State, big-time win. All right, buddy. Let's hop into second down here, Tyler. Another thrilling ACC matchup. That's two ACC games in our main slate this week, Tyler. Two. Crazy. Uh, Wake Forest on the road at that, Clemson. Yeah, listen, uh, Wake Wake has been a good story this season. Fun to watch team, but on the road in Death Valley, it's going to be no easy task. This Clemson D has been amazing this season, only giving up 11 points per game. Clemson could just run the ball in this game, 
and get the W. They wouldn't have to throw a single pass. I guarantee you they would win the game. Wake is giving up 164 yards on the ground. Clemson gets this win. But I think the plus 34.5 for Wake is quite interesting. Yeah, and I actually <clears throat> went ahead and made a bet on this game, Tyler. I took the over in the game. I think it's like 53.5, maybe 54. Uh, I think Clemson puts that up on their own, but I think Wake Forest gets about 20 on their own. So uh, I like yeah. the over in that game a lot. Um, we're going to go back to you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, I, I think it'll be close. The, the 34 and a half, though, that seems like a lot of points. It is a but lot because we'll, Wake Forest can we'll score. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and I think it's probably the best offense Clemson's seen all year, if we're being honest. Yeah, and I know you mentioned that they only give up 11 point whatever per game, but that's because mm-hmm. they play shit teams, I mean. Yeah, I mean, they, they haven't played really too many great offenses. So, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one for the yeah. for the spread, but Clemson's going to get the W. Could this possibly be the one game, like, where a year – I mean, they already had the North Carolina game. Yeah, but they already could, had that Could one. this key be the game where Wake Forest just kind of surprises them and uh, might get the, get the upset here? I don't think so. <laughs> that, this is a 34.5-point spread, Matt. Hey. Vegas is saying there's no chance in hell. Well, of course there's no chance, but there's always a chance. Tyler. Yeah. Unless you're you say Rutgers, so. then there's no chance. Well, um, I mean, Evansville did beat Kentucky last night in basketball. They did. So I guess there is a chance at any time. All right, bud. Well, second down, we're going right back to you, Tyler. Uh, non-conference game here. Navy, mm-hmm. number 23, at number 16, Notre Dame. Yes, indeed, Matt. The past three games have seen Navy come through within a touchdown and get a win. Navy has been explosive on offense led by Perry. I see them finding some opportunities in this game. Navy's D has been strong this season as well. And Navy in this game, I don't know what it is, but they continue to either keep it close or beat Notre Dame. Over the past 10 years, I believe they have about five wins over Notre Dame. Incredible. But at the end of the day... Notre Dame has more talent across the board, and if they don't come out flat, Notre Dame will get this win. Yeah, I remember talking to you earlier today about this game specifically. Um, As I told you, I heard on a podcast that when Navy has been a single-digit underdog in this matchup, they've won the last three. So I like Notre Dame here, Tyler, as well. Uh, As I told you earlier, I may or may not have had a – we got we got a bet down on it. We got Notre Dame. You can find it on my Twitter. Uh, we got a, a bad number though. We got eight. So it's come down to six mm-hmm. and a half. So anybody out there? Uh, <clears throat> you, I like Notre Dame. I really, think Notre Dame wins by double digits, but still. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. You know who really needs Notre Dame to win this game? Georgia. Yeah. Jo- oh, well, yeah, they they do and. They can't afford for them to lose because they're hanging their hat right now on they've got two big wins, and if Notre Dame goes down to Navy, that could nearly knock them out of the top 25. Well, and it's funny that they're always like, we got two top 10 wins. It's like Notre Dame's not top 10 anymore. I mean, come on, people. (sighs) That is the most annoying shit of all time. Like, we beat them when they were ranked number eight. Like, okay, great. You beat them when they're eight. They're currently not ranked that, so... 
why are you still saying that you beat them a top 10 team? Stop, stop, stop with that crap. It's so annoying. I know, it doesn't cause, matter. Because there's a number of teams that have been ranked, and they're not going to be ranked or not even close to being ranked in the year. Exactly. I mean, was Syracuse ranked preseason? I, they probably were, and uh, that's not a damn good win. It is not. Um, all right, well, we're done with second down, Tyler. We're going to hop out into our betting segment. We're going to give you our best bet of the week. We're going to give you the upset pick, and we're going to give you a super dog, 10-point-plus underdog pick that you could possibly cash on that money line. So, Tyler, mm-hmm. why don't you take us uh, – we'll, we'll go with your bets first. My, my first one, Matt, is Virginia Tech minus five versus Virginia Tech. That's my best bet of the week. I can't believe that line. Maybe Maybe I'm missing something here, but I did see Hooker was playing, so – I mean, hell, lock that baby up. And my upset pick, La Tech, as I mentioned earlier, an underdog at Marshall. Give me that one. And my super dog is Rice, plus 14.5 doggy versus MTSU. I just feel like maybe this is kind of a weird game. Maybe Rice could finally get that conference win that has eluded them. Rice with the conference win. Yeah. That is that like is that. a little... Uh, that is a little crazy there, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Well, my best bet, Tyler. Let's go with – I like Florida minus seven here, Tyler, at Missouri. Um, I thought about that. I thought about that one. I know, it's a big number. Um, I don't know if Kelly Bryant is going to play or not. Uh, if he does, I, I still I like Florida he here, is. Tyler. I think I, don't I think saw it matters. I don't think Missouri's going to score. Matter. Don't matter. Don't yeah. matter. Uh, I don't see Missouri scoring many points. I like uh, Trask and Co. to get it done here because they still got an outside shot at possibly getting to Atlanta. So <clears throat> give me the Gators here. My best bet, minus seven. Uh, if we're going to go upset pick here, I had one in mind, uh, but we're going to be talking about that here in just a minute. Mm. So I don't want to go with that one quite yet. Let's go with Texas Tech plus three at home against TCU. I like it. I like it. I like. I, I've liked Texas Tech all year. Uh, they dominated West Virginia last year. TCU. I just don't like them. I really don't like them. Uh, I need Texas Tech badly. So I'm going to go with the Red Raiders again. They'll probably burn me once again. UMass plus forty and a half. Wow. Yeah, it's your mind. There is no money line on this game because it's so big. Clearly. But, Jesus, do we think Northwestern is going to score 40 points? I don't think Northwestern can score 40. <laughs> uh, you know, I saw that too, and I was like, you know, as bad as UMass has been, and they've been really, really bad, I don't know if that Northwestern team has it in them to put up 40-plus. I don't either, so... I'm banking on like a 35 nothing UMass cover <laughs> of the 40 and a half. Oh, man. And you know what, listeners? Yeah, I might even just put that as my on my bad card. I might even Holy just shit. say, fuck it. Oh Let's roll God. with UMass because that is a big number against a team that can't score. And that over-under is third. 56 and a half points. Unless Northwestern is going to score 57, there's no way that game's going over. Man, ah, oh my! 
Oh my, UMass, trust in UMass. That's that's risky business. I could have went Rutgers, and Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers is the biggest dog of the week. They fifty-two got a State, right? and a half points. Fifty-two. Oh my god. Well, I mean, Ohio State has scored seventy on occasion, so. Oh, Ohio State's going to score seventy this week too. Uh, what would be crazy is you're like, you know what? I'm so confident. I'm going to lay fifty-two and a half points. But I'm that confident in Ohio State. Ohio State's going to score 70. Rutgers is going to score none. So maybe Ohio State Yikes. should have been my best bet. Oh, my gosh. That have been crazy. But, hey, you do you, Matt. You do you. Well, like I said, follow Twitter. I do put out my plays. Last week we had a very good week. Uh, we, hit the, we hit the Tuesday night Maction parlay, uh, Moneyline parlay. We did hit that. Uh, I think we went seven to two last week, so good week. Uh, nice bounce back because it's been a pretty mediocre about five weeks for myself. And with that being said, Tyler, mm-hmm. it's time to head into third town. Oh, 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 big games, big games coming. It is big games here. We're going to start in the Big Ten, uh, number eight Minnesota at number twenty Iowa. Um, Tanner Morgan, Minnesota. 90% completion last week against uh, Penn State, Tyler. Uh, Incredible. 21 touchdowns, 4 interceptions on the year. He's been extremely efficient when he has to throw the ball, and that's because he has great receivers. He has Bateman. He has Johnson. That's a great core. Um, mm-hmm. Very athletic playmakers. And that's the one thing that Minnesota is going to need in this game. And that is where Iowa is going to have to excel in this game, Tyler, is limiting um, – the big playability of Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota hit a, quite a bit of big plays last week against Penn State. And especially in the passing game, Tyler, that is, I mean, let me just start here. Defensively, both teams are, are great on the defensive side of the ball. Um, that's really going to be where this game is won. Um, <coughs> Iowa only going up 288 yards a game uh, total. And, I mean, that's against some really good teams. They played Michigan. They played Penn State. They played Wisconsin. They played Iowa State, who's one of my favorite offices in the country. Uh, so this Iowa team is definitely tested on the defensive side of the ball. When you look at Minnesota, uh, I can't say the same for them as being tested uh, as they have played one of the weaker schedules in the country. Penn State had a lot of success against Minnesota last week. They just turned the ball over way too much. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think Stanley can have a little bit of success here, Tyler. And I wish Iowa would open the playbook a little bit because, oh, I mean, they're, they're running the ball entirely too much. If they did a little play action, gave Stanley some time, because that offensive line, it's a good offensive line. I'm telling you. I mean, they'll give him time. You've got to let this guy show what he can do with his arm. And if they do that here, if they finally just unleash the dogs, or let Iowa play some good game. Uh, some good, good old-fashioned football play action. Uh, I like Iowa in this game. <coughs> um, I, I, but that's the thing. I'm concerned with the play calling for Iowa. Uh, but I'm leaning here towards Iowa winning the game. They're a three-point mm. favorite. Um, big game. I mean, Fox four o'clock. Oh yeah, big time. <sighs> Let's let's. I'm I'm, I'm rolling the Hawkeyes here, Tyler. What do you What do you okay. like in this game? Okay. 
I'm going to be rolling with Minnesota, Matt. And if I have to hear you talk about Nick Stanley one more time, and I'll, hell yeah, he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. Uh, he's fine. He's just fine, man. He's not. He's not. He's not that great. But hey, whatever you got to say there, Matt. I think Minnesota is rolling. I think they're hot. Iowa, however, past five games, they're three and two. Their only wins, Purdue and Northwestern. I think Minnesota, I think they're the more talented side here on offense. They are. And I, I think they're going to get through and continue to ruffle the feathers of fans around the country at 10-0. Yeah, but here's here the Minnesota. thing about Iowa's, <coughs> you said they were 2-3 and three in the last five, but I mean, <coughs> they played Michigan out on the road and at Wisconsin, and they played Penn State at home, and... That Penn State game was a joke. Iowa had that game. They were the better team oh, that yeah. entire game. Oh, yeah. Family must have blew them up that game. Somehow I didn't get the win. But that's okay. That's fine. And then Iowa, they went for two last week. Did you watch that game, Tyler? Did you see what they ran on their two-point try? I did not see that two-point A fucking version. quarterback sneak. This is oh, what I'm talking God. about. Oh, God. I know. That's brutal for the two-point conversion. For the two-point conversion, did they get penalties to get? Did they get penalties to get closer? No, that doesn't add up. That's that what I'm talking up, about. With this play calling for I Iowa mean, has been on. atrocious. <sighs> wow. But we're gonna roll yeah, the hot. I'm rolling the Hawkeyes here. I think the Hawkeyes get a big win, and 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 I love yeah. Minnesota. I want Minnesota to win this game in my heart, but my head saying Iowa, and then Minnesota. You're out of the playoff discussion, my friends. Wow. Minnesota getting the W. Thank All right. You. Enough of the Big Ten, Tyler. We got a big game in the SEC this week. Number four, Georgia, oh. on the road. 3.30, CVS, prime time. Mm-hmm. At number 12, Auburn. Um, God, I don't even know where to begin. I, I don't know where you should begin either, Matt. Well, let's just start here. So I've already put out a bet on this game on my Twitter. And I immediately got shit. Um, oh, gosh. But it was kind of brought on How by myself. Because I said, I will take the home team getting points, who I think has the far better defense. Ooh. And I got shit for that um, from Georgia fans, saying Georgia has a better defense than Auburn. And then I had to just point out simple facts here, Tyler. Oh, sure. Always simple facts on Twitter, Matt. Sure, Tyler. If you look at just total defense yards allowed, yeah, Georgia, they've given up 70-plus less yards than Auburn. But if you look at efficiency, which is analytics, the way we should look at things in the, the grand scheme of things, Tyler, Auburn's the third most efficient defense in the country. Georgia, I think, is sixth. So, therefore, Auburn is better and they're better by a, a, quite a bit of a margin. Um, I think four to five points better efficiency than Georgia. And that is because Georgia, they have literally faced one of the worst average of offensive efficiency teams in the country. The teams they have played don't have good offenses. They played one top 30 offense, Tyler, and that is Florida. Man. One top 30, and I think they're 18th overall. Um, and then Notre Dame was saying 34th 
So two in the top 34. Auburn has played six of the most efficient offenses in the top 33. So this Auburn defense is definitely tested. And I think Georgia, Georgia offensively uh, on the efficiency metrics comes in about 40th in the country. So this Georgia offense isn't like one of the best in the country. They're, they're middle of the road here, Tyler. Um, and the problem is uh, the play calling, conservative play calling. Um, I don't know if that's coming from Kirby Smart, um, but here's the, here's the biggest picture in this game. Georgia has to be able to run the ball against Auburn, and Auburn has to be able to stop the run. They have to pretty much contain DeAndre Swift. If they can do that, I don't see a path to victory for the Georgia Bulldogs unless Bo Nix is just god-awful and turns it over a ton of times. Um, Cager, uh, Georgia's best wide receiver, he is likely out this game. And that's a big blow because this Georgia wide receiving core, not that great. Um, man, I'm telling I do not like this Georgia offense whatsoever. Uh the one good thing that Georgia has going for it, one of the best offensive lines in the country, if not the best. Uh, but they're not going to – they haven't faced a front seven that they're going to see uh, that the Auburn Tigers run throughout in, the, in this game. However, <clears throat> when we look at the Auburn Tigers offensively, it's somewhat of a mess. Uh, Bo Nix has not been uh, <coughs> that great, um, especially – he was pretty bad in the Florida and LSU games. Those two games, Tyler Bo Nix uh, has not been great. Uh, he struggled mightily. But at Jordan Hare, Bo Nix is a different quarterback. Uh, he's played well, um, limited the turnovers. And the good news for the Auburn Tigers, uh, Tyler, they're getting back Booby Whitlow this week. He's now healthy. He was Auburn's leading rusher leading up uh, to his injury. And the good news is for Auburn, with Booby being out, they found that they have another great running back in D.J. Williams, a freshman. Um, so, all in all, the big key to this game, stopping the run for both sides of the, uh, for the defense. I like Auburn's rushing attack here. I do because I think they're going to find early success. They're coming off a bye. Gus Malzahn is going to be drawing up some different plays. Um, and then on top of that, I love these Auburn receivers. I know they don't get that much credit, but Seth Williams has a dog. And then on top of that, you got Eli Stove, you got Anthony Schwartz, who are able to get out there in space, make guys miss. Um, give me the Auburn Tigers here, Tyler, and they're going to completely flip this college football playoff on their head. I like Auburn here. Remember a couple years ago when they just beat the crap out of Georgia at Jordan Hare? Oh, yeah. I think we can I see re- that in I this recall. game. I really do. I no like Auburn's way. defense. Mm-mm. And I think no, Bo Nix no, plays no, out no. of his mind. Give me the Auburn Tigers big. Okay, Auburn Tiger. Now, here's what I like in, out of Auburn, Matt. I think that Auburn's going to play a lot of man coverage here, a lot of press versus this weak, wide-receiving core of Georgia. Agreed. Very young. And I think that could be the true difference in the game. I know that a lot of the focus is on the defensive line for Auburn, but I look at that man coverage versus Georgia's wide receivers as being the key to this game. I am pretty concerned about the Auburn offense. How could you not be? But I see Auburn forcing some turnovers in this game. 
I'm going to be taking Auburn as well. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Yeah, you're welcome. The kiss of death. <laughs> Tyler picks the Auburn Tigers. That means you're they automatically welcome. lose by 20. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, though, I, I really believe that Auburn's going to have a little bit of that Jordan hair magic. As I say, they're the luckiest team of all time. I think it's going to happen again in this game. Auburn's going to shock everybody and beat Georgia, and then we won't have to hear from Georgia fans for the rest of the year. Well, like I said before, Georgia fans have some of the worst out there. Um, Gosh. Let's just be That's honest right. here, Todd. So, if we, uh, so since you opened this can of worms. No, oh, gosh. If the Auburn Tigers beat Georgia this week, mm-hmm. and then they beat Bama, could we finally see a two-loss team make the college football playoff? It, it, they'd have a great case. I will give you that. They'll have a great case. Well, hot balls, man. This is what I'm talking about. I want Auburn just to win out. Uh, because I think it would just be interesting to see what unfolded, especially given if Oregon, even if Oregon won the Pac-12 at 12-1 and and you got a two-loss Auburn team sitting there who already beat Georgia, or I mean already beat Oregon, that would be a hell of a discussion for the college football committee. And it may help us get to eight teams. Yeah, it, which it I've been could. against. That'd, I've been against be eight nice. teams. I've been against expansion. I know you've been against. But I'm it. telling you, if they keep putting Georgia and Alabama in the top fucking five, give me expansion. <laughs> I'm with you. I've always wanted eight, so hey, uh, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to get there. All right, buddy. Well, you would think that that big thriller in the SEC was our top game of the week, but no. Uh-uh. We're going to go to primetime ABC, 7.30 Saturday night, number 10, Oklahoma, on the road at number 13, Baylor. Tyler, give me a little bit of a rest here, and uh, yes. you take your points first. So when I look at this game, man, I, I think everything surrounds Charlie Brewer for Baylor. If he can have a nice, efficient game, keep the ball moving up and down versus this Oklahoma defense, Matt, that in the past two games has given up 41 points. Past two games. Both games. Not good. We thought they maybe flipped the script. I don't believe they have flipped the script. Now, if you look at Baylor's defense, only giving up 337 yards, but obviously that Oklahoma O is rolling 587 yards per game on offense. I I believe that this is going to easily be Baylor's most difficult task. Oh, man, I've been going back and forth on this game. I think I'm going to take Baylor. I'm going to take Baylor and some magic here in McLean Stadium. They're going to pull the upset. Charlie Brewer, I'm putting my trust in you. You got to get that ball to Mims. Get things going. Come on, Baylor. Get that W. Okay, Tyler. Well, that's <clears throat> that's about the worst pick I've heard all night from you. No, oh, thank you. Uh, you know, there's a point in time where Baylor's just going to run out of whatever the hell they got going on. Mojo. I did the put them number teams. five in my, my college football playoff this week. But that's only because they're 9-0. They're a very lucky 9-0. And I'm telling you, Texas Tech, they deserve the win over Baylor. Let's just reverse that decision and make Baylor 8-1, give Texas Tech the dub. Um, I do not foresee, Tyler, 
Baylor being able to stop Jalen Hurts and co. Uh, you look at this team. I still, I'm still astonished that they beat Kansas State as bad as they did on the road. Um, but in the last three to four games, they've been lucky at best. Uh, you could somewhat say the same for Oklahoma last week. They probably should have lost. But come on, Tyler. You think Baylor's going to be able yeah. to slow down Hurts and Co.? I, th- I think they're going to be able to do it, Matt. I think they will force some turnovers. They're going to have a little bit of magic there in McLean. ABC primetime game. Charlie Brewer's going to get it going. I I like it, man. I like this. You know I, like I this love Denzel Mims. I'm feeling it. I know. I know. He's fantastic. I love Denzel Mims. He is like, he's one of my favorite wide receivers. Which, again, in this this matchup right here, you got C.D. Lamb, Denzel Mims. This is can't-miss football, my friends. You need to be watching this game. Uh, but, you know, I my heart wants Baylor to win, Tyler. But, again, like I said earlier, my head says Oklahoma. Um, they just packed it in that fourth quarter last week. I mean, I think they were looking ahead. They, they knew did. who they had next. They kind of packed it in. Mm-hmm. They were already preparing for Baylor. Uh, I like Lincoln Riley here. I think he's the better coach, even though I love Matt Rule. Uh, he's doing a hell of a job at Baylor. But I don't think Baylor has the studs or the athletes to hang around with Oklahoma for four quarters. Uh, give me the Oklahoma Sooners, my friend. Mm. I mean, and you look at this, Matt. At Kansas State for Baylor, held them to 12 points. Yes, they at did. At Kansas State for Oklahoma, they lost 48, 48 points. But I believe, I'm checking right now, um. Eh, no. Okay. I was yeah. wrong. Yeah. So, uh, we'll we'll see what happens here. I, I mean, traditionally, yes, I would go with Oklahoma, but I just have this gut feeling about Baylor and some McLean magic, man. I think it's gonna happen, and that's gonna flip the college football world on its side. They're not gonna know what to think. They're still gonna be like, you know what, Georgia. Georgia lost to South Carolina, but they got the wins, baby. They got the wins, and Baylor's going to be sitting there ten and zero. Minnesota's going to be sitting there ten and zero. Yeah, baby. I'm telling you, I'm rooting for chaos too, my friend. I I want Baylor. I want Baylor. I want Minnesota to win. I want Georgia to lose. Um, I want chaos. I really do. I want them to put this committee of people who I don't even know how the hell they came to the, decide these people. I don't know. I to don't be know part how of we can have because I'm telling you, man, I, they just—they're not consistent. I don't know how we have athletic directors on this. That's—that's that's what bothers me. Well, it's like the NCAA selection committee, you know. Yeah, that bothers me too. They—they they have just—you got to have people that aren't tied to programs or are are not tied directly tied. Exactly, like they I run mean, the show. The, what the hell's this shit? Um, yeah. But I'm telling you, man, I want chaos uh, as much as as much as we can possibly get. I just want the dominoes to start falling and put these people in a position to take a stance and stick with it. Because if you're sitting here telling me, if okay, if we're going with the best four teams in the country, then that's fine. But the messaging is so off because they had Penn State above Clemson last week. Mm-hmm. And to say Clemson or Penn State is better than Clemson is just an absolute joke. It seemed like they were going off yep. resume last week. 
But then this week, we're going off the best four teams. Even though I we're don't think, I think Bama's better than Georgia. So I think they got that wrong. Yeah. But last week it was Matt. resume. This week it is best teams in the country. I mean, come on. Next, we next week it'll be, you know, whoever whoever we decide to like this week. I'm not sure. But, yeah, uh, anything else to add to the Week 12 preview podcast, Matt? Well, Tyler, uh, I could go all night. I'm excited I'm for aware. this week. And I'm telling you, a big shout-out to my, my bud, Ted, who keeps asking oh, for my yeah, bowl Ted. projections. Ted, they're coming your way, my friend. <laughs> yeah, Ted Ted loves bowl games, man. He he lives for bowl games. He lives for bowl games in August, baby. Uh, Ted's a rare breed. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got for this one, Matt. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may be listening to the cast. We have it all over the web. You can find us there. Make sure to share it with your friends. Let them know, hey, these guys at Arena Fanatic College Football Talk are pretty fantastic to listen to. And as always, thank you for listening. May Week 12 be fantastic. And good night.